two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. All right. Okay. Fine. Fine with me. Um, like theoretically, Tup, with with drinking straws on their way out the door, um, over I don't know, hundreds of years, millions of years, whatever, would humans like start to evolve a longer straw-like mouth? Do you think? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Because we don't need. Sadly, it. no. <laughs> sadly, yeah, no. I feel, I, yeah, I feel like. Um, Straws are already, you know, uh, not not everybody's favorite. So maybe the people who really like straws would start to evolve, <laughs> uh, straw-like mouths. <laughs> I mean, there are animals that are that genius. They're like, yeah, I just like this, so I'll do it. Like, so I mean, that yeah. wouldn't wouldn't be the craziest thing. Yeah, the, I like straws. Humans are so genius; they just pucker their mouth out into a full-on straw in twenty, thirty years. Right. It would be nice to if we could get little mini evolutions like that going. Maybe with the uh, all the CRISPR stuff. Maybe if we figure out what uh, what genes code for the size of your lips, maybe um, we'll just be able to mess around with them and just yeah. be, people will be like, "Oh, you're more of a straw guy. All right, we'll give you the lip thing," and then their their lips just turn into a straw. Yeah, and then their family it sticks with their family. Uh, line of whatever genetics like the next and then the next people have a little bit bigger straws and then they're like why who did this we like one guy like straws now the whole family this is bullshit <laughs> <laughs> right because actually liking straws is not genetic so you, you, know, you, you know a few a few yeah. generations in you're gonna start to be pissed because only five percent of people really you know enjoy the straw experience yeah. but now all all of your uh you know every everybody who comes after you is gonna have the lips that's gonna be like the big hot topics at the thanksgiving tables of the future like straw mouth versus non right that's the new uh you know democrat versus republican (laughs) (laughs) straw mouths or not and i think like 58 year olds will be like the teenagers of the day eventually you know what i mean that's kind of funny to think about Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> just because like people Popping live to two hundred, and then like the fifty-eight year olds will be like, whatever, just being like teenagers now, sneaking out to, <laughs> sneaking out to have sex with their wives, <laughs> sneaking out to to get fake IDs to say they're sixty-three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sneaking out to work late on their business. <laughs> That they're about to retire from. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be weird with with like two hundred year olds being like middle aged. You know, that is gonna be odd. Yeah, because they're gonna be like the same. They're gonna look. You know, how like a hundred and ten year old looks now. These people are gonna keep looking increasingly older. So like, it's not that they're just gonna look young like today's sixty year old. They're going to be bent over and terrible, but they're just going to be still alive. You know what I mean? 
I I don't think that that's the case. I mean, realistically, I mean that's a funny way to picture it, just because like how how messed up are the two hundred year olds going to look? Right. But uh, but I think in real life, if we can't figure out how to make you not be so old, uh, then there's really no point in making people live that long. Right. Yeah, you don't want to be bent over. But I mean, if they could fix the, I'm still bent over, but I can still like play basketball really well. Kind of like the whole. American Idol guy sings, his Tourette's goes away. You play basketball, your age disappears, or whatever. Ah, okay. I see what you're saying. Uh, just cover the basketball and medicine or something like that. <laughs> yeah, or you have to have a certain uh, hobby that takes you out of the age. You know what I mean? You're like, yep, <laughs> like going about your day. And then, you know, you pick up a yo-yo and you're 35 years old or whatever, whatever your uh, ideal age was from when back when you were an age that wasn't undesirable. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm, it, all right, so let's, let's imagine you're 200 years old. Right. And, and now it's your opportunity to go back and you, you can pick whatever the, your other age is that you get to be some of the time. What age right. are you going to pick? Um... Yeah, like 32? 32 is a nice, like, you know, a little bit wiser than your 20s. Uh, not yet enough of a loser adult. Uh, I, I think 32 is a nice sweet spot. 32, okay. Yeah, what about you? Yeah. I think I would go with, like, two <laughs> or three. <laughs> Knowing what you know now, two and three would be a fun week to have i think i actually not being able to move as well as you'd like might be pretty frustrating give me give me three hours i don't i'm not going back to two or three with uh all of my information i don't think oh you just want to have to yeah you're gonna have to wipe my brain back to a two-year-old's brain too otherwise yeah i'd be so annoyed and frustrated right but then would you remember having been one i guess like once you get back to regular be like, oh yeah, man, wow! I remember everything with the lens of who I am now. But as a three-year-old, so you could really, you could put your brain would be doing some heavy lifting there. I think to compute what happened. Right? Why did I? Why did I choose to go back to the Such age of two? Such a horrible age! <laughs> what so a botch! Stupid. I was given the opportunity of a lifetime for this incredible scientific experiment, and I absolutely blew it. To be funny. <laughs> I went with age two yeah. that is a very bad age to choose yeah i, I think it, it would either be two or uh you know 28 i'll say 28 7 or 28 yeah. a little younger than you 28 the 32 of the 20s so i i, I got i got 28 that makes sense yeah 28 would be good 16 was fun 16 17 was fun i am 16 going on 17 yeah from the sound of music that was fun fun scene and i do agree that uh that was a sort of uh coming of age time junior senior year of high school there was there was some nice stuff going on there right we accidentally killed that guy which i guess i'd forgotten about (laughs) honestly how are these memories leaving people and then the recovered memory thing is is really interesting and i think it leaves some weird thing open in you like, oh man, I'm going to hit some age and just a whole treasure trove of weird stuff's going to come flooding my way. 
Or if I lose my mind, they're just going to be made up and then I'm going to think it happened. And then that's when you're really screwed. Just give me the real stuff, please. Yeah. I've been trying to get ahead of that concern myself by just imagining and convincing myself that horrible things did happen. <laughs> like, you know, whenever we talk about the, the uh, you know, priests and being altar boys when we were kids, I definitely just picture that all all of the bad things happened during that period of time and I've just blocked them out yeah. and I can just vividly I can vividly remember all of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah preventative therapy may be tough where you just so yeah. to avoid recovered bad memories, you just think about them all having happened anyway. So you you on it okay, this week we're gonna imagine um you know, you guys with the priests in the back and just imagine, you know, and then you take people through like a guided <laughs> spiritual meditation of of horrible things happening. I'm like, oh, okay, I went through it. It doesn't seem that bad. That way, if it's recovered, now I already went through it. We're good to go. Exactly. They're like, oh, I get the I get the real flashback, and I'm like, wait, is this the real flashback or the or the fake one? It doesn't it doesn't matter at that point. Either way, I'm fine. I already did this. <laughs> yeah, I was, that's good. I was already, you know, yeah, I already worked my way through this, and of of course, you know, to anybody out there who's listening, uh, not making light of anything that's happened to you guys, no, but no, I'm just no. saying that it's not that bad. You know? <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, no, 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 in my thi- in my thing that I'm saying, like in the, it's not that bad. The fake things that happened right. to me, you guys, hap- what happened to you is real and and terrible. Oh my god, that's yeah so horrible but i'm just saying it's when you uh, when you just do what i'm talking about doing it's not so bad and, right right you now so yeah i mean yeah. it's been tough but <laughs> it's been tough yeah going to these weekly sessions to uh imagine that all the people i trusted my whole life did horrible things to me but i think it's really going to pay off when those um flooded memories or possibly just flooded memories of having done this exercise where we make up make it all up but who's to say what it is at that point? And then by then, you're so removed from it and so used to vividly imagining it each night that you're good to go. Yeah, I think if you create a cloud of uncertainty, you can land on the side of, uh, eh, there's no way to know for sure what really happened, which is, it's that's probably where you want to land. Yeah. Because there's a reason that you buried that memory to begin with. It wasn't doing you any favors. And now, if it pops back up, you can go like, Ah, that could just be one of the ones that I've been making up. You know, right. it's just nice nice to not have to uh, give it too much power. Creative backstory writing, Tup. And that way, here's a story that, uh, you know, this this happened to you. And you just go to this service and they tell you all this stuff. You're like, all right, cool, that works. And then so you have, and then eventually your truth gets confused with this alternate thing. You've hired the guy to write about you. And that way... You know, there's good stuff mixed in, there's bad stuff mixed in, but you'll never truly know if it was the story or real life. And then you just go, ah, I can't really remember which it was. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. And they, yeah. they, they uh, you know, create a communication strategy and, and uh, loop in all your friends and family and stuff, too. So, like, <laughs> your, friend, your friends will, like, start to reference the, the things that supposedly happened to you like you know your your buddy's like oh man that must be really upsetting you because of like you know the the dead body that you stumbled upon when you were a kid <laughs> and, they, and you're like oh yes okay so they 
you're working with the guy. Okay, gotcha. So, all right, cool. Right. Yeah, the dead body. I got it. Good. I was paying good money for that service. I'm glad to see he reached out and started filling you guys in on what's either what either happened to me or what the story is. We're not sure. And you just have to. That's no way to know. That's the change that. Uh, that's the biggest change to conversations. I think in the next 30, 40 years is having to qualify. You know, because a lot of conversation is, "Hey, remember when this happened?" And then I think you're sifting right. through, or remember what I was paid what I paid the guy to tell me. So I think that's the biggest change in, in podcasting and, and general conversation here the next. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Think of all the podcast uh, conversations that are going to be had about do these just made up traumatic memories. Right. And I think as long as you get the good, what do you get? You go around and you pick off the writers that were last cuts for all the best TV shows. And you say, we got a spot for you over here. Therapy preventative writing. Okay, I like that. Yeah, and I think it's a good way to scratch the itch of, uh, and you find a way, we're a big pay the people and then have them pay you too. That way, you're both making money, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this yeah, could be one Yeah, no of one is, no guest on the podcast has been able to explain to us why that wouldn't work, so. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good way to start each one. And now we just honorarily end because we do, we are not great at remembering the reason for this. Please explain it again why you can't just pay somebody and they can pay you and you both make money. <laughs> it's what we're famous for. You uh, a Magellan or Vasco da Gama guy? I was always, uh, growing up, I was always a uh, Magellan man. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just cause, you know, all the way around. Yeah. Uh, way more impressive than I think, you know, uh, any, anybody could go like underneath something, which is what I think Vasco da Gama famously it, did. He went right? underneath the water, like ma- ma- invented submarines. <laughs> <laughs> I think he went like uh, around the southern tip of Africa. Okay, under the water, and then he, was just he, like, "Ah, oh, to... that's that's good enough." Okay, yeah, it was under the water. I do believe, yeah, <laughs> just fastest way to get get there. I think fastest way between two lines is a straight angle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was wondering, like, fastest way to the southern tip of anything is beneath the water. <laughs> Um, was, yeah, was wondering if traveling is something left over in us from back when we had to explore, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I love traveling just because like my ancestors were just going out trying to discover new land and everything. Yeah. I think that's something, uh, kind of inbuilt in humans, probably, probably evolutionarily, right? Like we had to like go, we would clear all the fruits and grubs and shrubs out of a particular area and then we would need to go explore a new place to just stay alive plant them in the new place where you moved yeah exactly bring them all with you Uh, (laughs) (laughs) or like you know i don't know some some other people show up and you got to leave town and then all right we're just gonna have to find a new place to live these guys these guys aren't letting us stick around anymore (laughs) Or they stink or whatever. Gotta move, move around. It's just so funny, like so calmly explaining that with today's, 
like lens on it. Yeah, these these guys over here, they 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 seem to think that we we shouldn't be living here anymore. You guys, you guys <laughs> want to walk down the road a little bit and see maybe. <laughs> yeah, explore a little bit, and then I think it kind of got uh, built into us. Right, years ago, you know, we were backpacking through Europe, and now today, you know, we still want to do it. We've evolved into needing to still do it, though. Right, we did it so much back then when we were kids. <laughs> that it's just in us now, and we still have to do it. <laughs> still have to do it, yeah. <laughs> but I guess that is true to some extent. Like, you know, if you learn that you like something, you keep on doing it. Maybe it's not as much of an evolutionary, like, necessity, but I guess you learn what you like and then still do it. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, you learn what you like, and then you tell your kids that they like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do like these weird, threatening speeches before bed. Good night, honey. I love you. If you, for one second, ever... <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't forget. You, you remember, right? You remember what it is? Yes, we love to travel. Love to, yeah, that's right. We do. <laughs> Good night. Sleep well. You have a big day at school tomorrow. And if you for one minute ever decide that you don't like traveling, that's my dad's gritted teeth voice. I think to maybe somebody who doesn't know that it doesn't sound much like a threatening voice. So, no, I, I, Yeah, I thought it came through clear. Okay. Right, and good. I've never met your dad. So. <laughs> gotcha. That's right. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, manifest destiny, exploring new worlds. It's always been... Uh, the, you know, the final frontier, you know, the heading out west, yeah. not knowing what you're going to get. Get all the uh, kids together, throw them in a wagon, go out on that Oregon Trail. There you go. Um, the Appalachian it's Trail. Always been a Appalachian Trail, um, Happy Trail, uh, <laughs> Trail yeah. of Tears. Ah, uh, no. But that is, that. I mean, you can just come up with a, a movie on the spot based around Oh, yeah, go out and see what's up out there. Moana. Okay, where do you want to set it? Hawaii, I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> what do you want her name to be? <laughs> Moana. You know? <laughs> what's the plot? Haven't seen it. <laughs> Haven't seen the movie yet. Hear good things. <laughs> really like the main song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you're yeah. saying, though. Yeah, what are the other ones? What, there's lots of movies about that. Yeah, go out and explore. I mean, is the, the Lion King is partially that. I can follow my dreams. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Lion King, yeah, he's, he wants to get away from the pressure of being the king and see what's out there. Right. Learns it's just this, these two different tiny animal and one big one. And then he's like, all right, well, I guess we can go back now. This is, this is all that was out here. <laughs> right. You got this really skinny raccoon and a big pig. And that's, okay. I get, <laughs> I get the, the idea. The of life. Gotcha. <laughs> Let's head back. Right, let's head back and um, yeah, how did they justify that? Because if they had made something better happen when he was out exploring, he might have been like, oh man, yeah, not worth it at all going back. Better to keep keep living under a rock out here with these two bros. Right, he just meets some wonderful, engaging uh, lioness lady and just goes on about his life happily. Right. And then uh, Scar uh, just takes all of the women for himself, I, I would imagine. Well, I don't know that Scar was, or maybe, yeah, as a cover. Scar's gay. I, I, that, um, that's a, a theory that's out there. That along with uh, 
the cloud of that spells out sex, I think, are the two main conspiracy theories surrounding the Lion King. Okay. Yeah, many many people are saying Scar is gay. Is that? I think that's the, out uh, there. Many, yeah, many people are saying. And okay. what what is a scar? Mm, uh, I guess it's like something that that uh, you leave behind after your body heals from a wound. And what happens to Mufasa? He is trampled by wildebeest and therefore wounded, and ends okay, up dying. I'm sure, he got wounded in there. Yeah. yeah. So, conspiracy theory. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even catch it the first time around. That's, uh, that's embarrassing, but yeah. I get it. Yeah. Wound. Lion, yeah, Lion King. <laughs> yeah, wounds. Getting wounded is very interesting. Now, how do we get to Lion King? Back me up here. Lion King is, what is you know, another example of a story of, hey, I only know that this, uh, I only know this provincial life as they, as they would say in, um, and Beauty and the Beast. Whatever movie that was. Beauty and yeah, the Beast. There's yeah, there's another one. She needs to go out and explore, and she just finds that it's a beast. So she just returns back to like that invention shop with crazy old Maurice. Right. And uh, I think The Little Mermaid is kind of the same thing, right? She wants to explore the world uh, up, up above, right? Yeah, out of the sea, wish I could be. Yeah. Right? Part and then the world. <laughs> and then i think there is a little mermaid too where she's back in the ocean because she went up she was like all right i need to see what's out there it's just people it's just like the same version of this but on up there and it's actually not any better so what is she what is the second one she has him turn into a mermaid and they go live down there for a while oh, i don't know is that does that really happen is there a second one <laughs> yeah i think they invest in some you know way to get him to Ponzi be a mermaid scheme? <laughs> yeah yeah i think <laughs> ursula you know turns gets him to buy into some ponzi scheme i think <laughs> <laughs> and uh flotsam and jetsam are her two main guys who uh salesmen or whatever whatever ponzi scheme employees are called salesmen yeah sure i think uh, consultants yeah ponzi schemes consultants, consultants good <laughs> schemers <laughs> um. yeah that's good when you put like yeah. admitting that you're corrupt on your business card. Ponzi scheme executive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ponzi scheme developer. Um, <laughs> so the uh do you think one of the things I mean this is like probably just an obvious observation about mermaids and stuff that they just don't don't have a way to uh, pee or poop? An obvious way to pee or poop. Oh. Um, I always figured there was just like a slot in the back. Just like a fold over that you can't really see. There's folds. Okay, there's like a... You spread apart some of those gills or whatever, and I guess not gills, scales. You spread apart some of those scales, and you got yourself a, a hole. Mail like a slot. multi-purpose yep. hole. Just a multi-purpose uh, vertical... Um, just just uh, half an inch by four inches. Or no, I guess it's got to be a little okay. bit... Yeah, no, but that's about the right size, I'd say. But the in in the Little Mermaid too, where he becomes a mermaid, a merman, uh, <laughs> is he also just stuck with the, the male slot? I think so. I think I think to be mermaid is to be um, all the same uh, sex. Okay. And some just have long hair and are pretty, and some just have short hair, and that's the only. And just they decide. It's kind of like it 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 takes out the uh, the the gender piece. We are all one gender. I think we are all on uh, beings uh, parody yeah. account. 
<laughs> we could learn something from this the little mermaid too from the way the, the mermaids do it you know yeah the, mer, the merms right that's uh, right whether the mermaids or yeah mermaids yeah uh yeah i think that that would be okay well i was wondering like if you if you uh didn't have a way of peeing or pooping and then all of a sudden you're now thrown into this world where you got the legs and you're peeing and you're pooping. Oh shit. Is it are you are you calling that a net win or is this like, oh, this uh, is this is a huge bummer? Well, I think you're gonna really have some problems because you're gonna be like whatever age they were when they left. What were they? They're supposed to be like early twenties. And you're gonna be thrown yeah, into let's... having to walk and poop and pee a whole lot differently. And yeah, I think you're gonna have some really embarrassing times out at restaurants and any any bathroom any time any place where you have to use the bathroom so restaurants i can't really think of any other areas that have bathrooms at the moment but restaurants and anywhere else that has a bathroom it's weird cuz it, when you're swimming around in the ocean and you're peeing out of the mail slot or whatever you actually better shot that somebody else is going to just swim face first right through that whereas here <laughs> on land uh we it's barely going ever go swimming and, in toilets <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's uh few and far between i would say and then like you know whatever if if she if the little mermaid is just peeing while she's sitting at a restaurant like it's really not going to screw anyone up too badly other than i guess you, you might not depending on how much water she's drinking you might not like the way it smells but um <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's not it, it's not going to really screw up it, it's not going to get it inside your mouth or anything like that whereas down there if they're just mail slotting it up that's you, true. You've got a good chance that's going in your eyes and your mouth. And I guess who cares is, is the, uh, <laughs> the lesson. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, movies where you go out and explore are important. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, are they today's books that gave, you know, the wanting to burn books, giving, giving kids ideas, that kind of thing. Is that what these movies are? These cartoons that say build a boat and go explore the world. Is that today's equivalent? Burn these movies. Oh, is that? I actually don't know what they were burning. Were they burning? Uh, I know they burned the Beatles records because they were talking about sex and stuff like that, right? Did they burn the Wizard and of Oz and they, stuff too? They burned the Wizard of Oz, or maybe I'm just thinking about all the different burning scenes in the movie. What? What were all the books that they were burning? What was the main gripe with all the books that they burned when they were really into burning books? Like, don't give um, to. Like Truman Show type messages, like don't give kids ideas, don't put ideas in kids' heads, okay. don't give kids books. Yeah, clearer, but... <laughs> don't build fake worlds for kids to grow up in. <laughs> I guess, yeah. So I'm not sure uh, if that if they're the same thing because I don't know if the books were being burnt because they said something about how they indicated that God wasn't the way, the truth, and the light, or if they. Uh, oh yeah, that's probably right. Or yeah, I don't know. The Nazis were burning books, right? But those books probably just said, like, these guys are obviously wrong. Uh, <laughs> They're like, oh, we got to burn these books. <laughs> and, yeah, how would they get them? Like, they're just, it just seems like, oh, yeah, here, the books showed up on our doorstep that are about us sucking just for us to burn. Like, where did you go and get them from everybody? Right. That's so annoying to have to go get books out of everyone's house. And then, yeah. like, books are the, one of the most annoying things to move when you move anyway. These guys got to go in, find books see if they say anything mean about them and then read the whole thing in the person's house 
Uh, yeah, this one's starting off pretty bad, but I better finish it. (laughs) (laughs) The first chapter is called Nazis are horrible. (laughs) Now, wait a minute. It might, it might change it around later and they might see the error of their ways here. (laughs) Best, best to sit here and read the whole thing before we decide what to bring. It's really pragmatic about, yeah, really careful. And maybe that's how they find out that, that, um, the people who are saying it are right. They're like, you know what? These people who had this book and obviously agree with the stance it takes are, aren't that half bad. They let me stay here and finish it, and they fed me, and Ooh. now I'm going to join them for Christmas. It's what we're famous for. All right. Back on the squabble cast. Squabble. Yes. Argue? No. Ar- yeah. Squabbles argue, I want to say. Um, right. But you've got mad you got squabbles. got mad squabbles. Yeah. That didn't turn out right, uh, how he was using it, but I do like it. I'm so glad it did, he did. You've got mad arguments. Hmm. <laughs> That's okay. I, li- I like it nonetheless. Um, I think it probably works. Like, you know, squabble, a little fight. A squabble is a little fight, oh, so you got a little you fight, fight in you. You got a lot of fight in you, son. Yeah. There we go. Thank you. You got mad squabbles. You got mad squabbles. That's nice. I like it even more now, I think. You have some fight in you. That's a nice thing to say to somebody. Because I think it'll yeah. put fight in somebody if they don't already have it. You say, hey, you're a beast, man. You got this. Oh, maybe I am a beast. And like I'll come through as one, even though I wasn't previously. Yes. I think that that uh, type of lying to somebody uh, <laughs> create a, a result that you want is effective, yeah. I think. Is that a self-fulfilling That's, prophecy? Uh, no. <laughs> No, but it's. A, I think it's a fine parenting technique. <laughs> yeah, you're awesome. Yeah, you're you're cute. <laughs> and then they just become cute. <laughs> just yeah, from the instruction, they had no plans on being cute, and then just you told them they were. They were like, "Oh, I better fall in line now." <laughs> yeah, better start getting up. cute surgery at the age of three. Yeah. <laughs> Which in Korea they do get they get a lot of those uh they get a lot of plastic surgery when they're like six years old in Korea Is while that I was right? there. Mostly it's just the eyelid thing, but you had these like young elementary school students who would show up and they had, had just had eyelid surgery. Huh. And uh and I gotta say they look way better afterwards. <laughs> Great look. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So what would it do? It would just like, ch- tell me, yeah, what, what what was the purpose of it? I think they add, like add, they install the the ridge that, that uh, sometimes Korean people don't have. Like Korean eyelids will sometimes be more like flat or, you know, lacking the sort of like uh, li- little lip that a, um, I guess I'll say a Western, even though that's probably, probably not allowed to say that either. I don't know. Western omelet. Uh, that it did. Yeah, the Western omelet has. You know that lip that <laughs> you see on the edge of a, a Western omelet? That's what they try to get installed. They just show up with pictures of omelets. The, uh, <laughs> plastic surgeon. <laughs> it's like when you show up with a picture of a haircut. Like, hey, can I get this? <laughs> they just show up. Well, yeah. They actually go to the diner, get an omelet made. They It's better than a picture because the doctor gets it more right if it's a true omelet. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea for haircuts. Just find somebody on the street with a similar haircut that you want. 
that's the first two-hour process of getting a haircut, finding <laughs> someone on the street to, to go with you and show the guy. Right. <laughs> yeah, the guy can't do it. He can't go with you today. But he's like, yeah, I guess I could. I guess I could go, uh, you know, whatever, Tuesday. Like, could, you, could we do it then? Reschedule your appointment. <laughs> you Like, this is weird, but you're welcome to take a picture of me, I guess. Like, if that's going to really help you and get you away. No, sorry. It's got to be. <laughs> I mean, there's that thing where you can do, like, a panoramic all the way around me. Basically, or you can take a video. I, I'll even allow that, I guess. No. That's not the way my barber works, you know. He's just got to <laughs> see it in the flesh. And it's the only way I can do this. So. <laughs> Honestly, though, to the point of uh, let's let's start saying hello to each other again. This might be a good let's start saying hello to each other again. Would you mind coming to get your haircut with me? Oh, can I yes. get my haircut, too, need- and you pay for it? That's maybe how you do it. Sure. But then they start cutting his first by accident. Oh, no. Yeah. And then they're like, then they copy his off yours. You're like, oh, shit. And they just keep going back and forth, cutting. <laughs> each other's hair yeah they forget which is the example and which is the guy they're trying to copy off of and everybody's talking and having such a good time they w- both walk out with caesar cuts mm. i remember those which is one of the ones i used to say like as a kid my mom told me to start saying that and i think that that ran its course and i i stuck with it too long and i think those kind of ended up being the dumb and dumber look partially uh, it was a whole saga is that that's not dumb and dumber is it no, yeah, maybe not. I think Caesar higher up, not as bangy. Yeah, I think it's it's basically like the Caesar was you used to get a bowl cut and now that's out, so we just started cutting the sides up a little higher and and cutting the tapering the front a little bit. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So got the... Turn a bowl into more of like a classic fade with the shorter on top. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Like like Caesar Milan. That's why they call it Caesar, the Caesar Milan. I think. Oh no, I thought it was uh I thought it was Caesar one of the older Caesars. Caesar Milan is like a guy who's alive now, right? No, I mean he's alive now, yeah. I think Caesar's but from like one of the old, he was alive the old before, Caesar. Too. Like Caesar <laughs> Caesar's Palace Caesar or who one of those guys. Okay, uh Caesar Augustus, Julius Caesar. That's uh, the one. Julius Caesar, I think, is the fam- most famous of the Caesars. Okay, which I think is also Caesar Augustus. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, it couldn't be that Caesar's, because I guess they both got their own months, right? You got July after Julius Caesar, and you got August after Caesar, Caesar Augustus. Augustus. So that's I, right. If it's the same guy, that's pretty messed up. Oh, yeah. And June after... Uh, which is probably just Junius Caesar. Right, Junius Caesar. Think. And then they were like, oh, they misspelled it on June. Let's give him July. <laughs> <laughs> well, can we give June to somebody else, somebody fresh, instead of just correcting it? No. I think they could have done all the Caesars with one month and leave some room for other people. Just do, you know, Caesar Vember. Nah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um May was for the Mayflower, I guess. Uh, May for the Mayflower. I think that's that's right. Yeah, or maybe yeah. like the the month of May. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I got you. Yeah, yeah. right. Just like the uh, right. It's you like know the how month. they got the name February? It was it was named after the set of the name of all the different days from February first to February twenty eighth. Yeah, named after the second month of the year. <laughs> those are fun uh, no i'm those not sure about uh 
about these. Uh, May, hmm, May. I I don't I don't know. I thought and then June February, might have been that June yeah. from uh from Johnny Cash, Juniper Davis. Ah, whatever yes. that was. June Carter, June Who's Carter. That? Yes, Juniper Davis's sister, June Carter. <laughs> um, in January, January, Jan, Jan. Um, maybe like a Jan back then. You know. Oh, Jan. Jan. Jan's Hans Pfeffer and Eggs from the Mighty Ducks. It was some style of uh, cooking eggs from those old Polish guys or whoever they were. Hmm. <laughs> you, you know, Jan and Hans, like his old... Oh, yeah. Uh, an interesting example of like old man and young man friendships. The Doc Browns and the, the uh, those kinds of like uh, cute relationships. Yeah. Gordon those Bombay nice. is just friends with these 75-year-old... I don't know which which kind of guy they were. I want to say like Russian maybe or Polish. One of the vodka-based countries. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Okay. And that, those guys were named Hans and Franz? I think the, uh, Hans and Jan. And then they both had uh, an okay. egg specialty that Gordon really liked, if I'm getting that correct. Okay. Hans, Franz, Pfeffer, and eggs. <laughs> Yeah, it's just one of those things you hear when growing up in that movie, no idea what it was. Like, oh, okay, we'll just leave that alone, never look it up. And Hans, Franz, Pfeffer, and Eggs, not sure what a few of those words are in there, but we love the movie and there's no reason to to call into question it's whether that's a real dish or what what, uh, country these guys are from. Nah, that wouldn't get you anywhere. No. Wouldn't have helped you out between then and now at all. Wouldn't have helped me uh, act my way out of a paper bag, a wet paper bag. Is that the, yeah, wet paper bag, I, I think. Right. Easier to get out of, I think. Right. But I don't think, I think if you were having any trouble, get, I, yeah, I think an elbow gets you out of, unless it's not taught. If it's not taught, I do think maybe ripping a paper bag would be tough because you might not have the leverage to like get the tear started. Are we, yeah. Are you, are you picturing a, um, just to get, an idea of where your head is at are you picturing like a life-sized paper bag yes yep a human-sized a bigger than human-sized it was bag. not pulled tightly not pulled tightly kind of that's gonna be some thick construction style paper that to, to be grabbing onto not the grippiest stuff now i think you're gonna run you're gonna have to run and just uh put a foot through it ah that might not work either but it's not actually. taught yeah. it's not taught yeah it hasn't been taught how to withstand kicks yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Act your way out of a paper bag. Maybe they were putting people in paper bags. Maybe those were like the old waiting rooms. You couldn't act your way out of the uh, out of the waiting room. Oh, instead of uh, instead of having people like all wait in one room, that or they did that, but they were too worried that people would talk to each other about the part and plan it out, so they just put paper bags on everyone's heads. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really great uh you know non-existent problem horrible solution friend <laughs> of mine right there that's really nice <laughs> yeah. but honestly something that's you could be seen that some person who uh wasn't didn't have enough awareness was part of their process i i paper bag every waiting room yeah 
Or maybe you have to do the audition in the paper bag as well. That way it's like, hey, we're not making the decision based on the way you look. I just want to hear you act. So you go. We just want to see you as the best paper bag. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to make sure your head fits inside of a paper bag. That's the first test. (laughs) A standard issue grocery bag paper bag. (laughs) But yeah, it's kind of like the voice approach, except you, you don't have to create spinning they didn't have spinning chairs back then right so you just right in in the in lieu of spinning chairs please send flowers (laughs) yeah and yeah please put uh paper bags on the judges heads too (laughs) ah yeah that's that's a double entendre that would work i think that's only fair just because if one of them if one side is cheating and you can't see which judge is telling you good job either so you really don't put much stock into whether you respect the person anyway you're like Oh, I don't know who's even saying good job, so I'll wait to find out who it is to, to determine whether I take that to heart. That's good. Yeah, and I assume <laughs> the person doing the audition disguises their voice so it doesn't sound like them, too, so they don't, uh, you know, so the judges don't know who it is. So, like, let's say it was a singing competition. They might sing real badly just so they don't, you know, if they recognize their voice from around town or whatever, because it's, it's all about the uh, anonymity. Right. And I think you just get good, some good people with good impressions to pretend like they're somebody else. And you're like, holy shit, it's uh, one of the judges. It's, uh, let's see. <laughs> it's one of the judges. Let's see. Whose uh, impression have I been trying to just uh, jackknife into the podcast? Let's say it's supposed to be Vizzini from The Princess Bride. <laughs> Plato, Aristotle, Socrates, morons. Um. <laughs> it's what we're famous. So concept album wise, um, you got a lot of great songs out there that are like, I want to say the category would be like utilities, maybe like umbrella flashlight, you know? So I think as a big stand on the shoulders of giants podcast, you do a whole album of utilities based things. Um, you know, you could be my blank. I could be your blank, you know, uh, I could be your can opener, baby. I'll, you know, open your cans with this can, with this can opener I bought. <laughs> I don't know. I just yeah. happen to also be one, but uh, <laughs> I am a can opener as well. But I, I bought you this because I don't want the power dynamic to be weird in the relationship. So I... Right. I'm all about helping people help themselves. So yeah, I could just do it for you because I am also a can opener. But I figured, what better way to teach a fisherman to fish then <laughs> <laughs> and they just buy you one from the store yeah I, uh i like the idea I, concept albums i'm completely on board and uh is it is it true that there are a whole bunch of these uh object useful object songs like um flashlight that's that's a song how's that yeah. go yeah caught but in the dark but you're my flashlight i'm getting you through the night you know um right. you know it's caught yeah it's not gonna talk you're my flashlight yeah you're my flash that was big in the pitch perfect movies um you can stand under my umbrella uh come yeah, to my window Ella, Ella, Ella. i don't know if that's one <laughs> you could be my uh, yoko ono <laughs> no that's not a right. but something about the window um come to my window or through my window right i'll be home soon but that one doesn't count. Uh, a window, I feel like, is that's not that's not a different concept album where like you, 
it's all the different parts of a house. <laughs> you know? Come to my door, yeah. Right. Come to I my think other you window. You want to stick with uh, <laughs> objects like a like a wrench, right? Or um, a I lighter am... saw or whatever. Right. Yeah. The I wrench of your love. Tools. Yeah, I can I turn your, your screws. Right. <laughs> I can turn your screws back and forth. I'm your wrench, baby. Yeah. Um, um, or maybe it takes us back to the old, uh, you know, read the instruction manual of the air conditioner. Oh, right. Theme album. That's a big, uh, that's yeah. an early, early heavy hitter. Just start playing guitar and read the air conditioner manual. Yep. Yes. Okay. That, yeah. That's a good tie back. Or what about I'm your air conditioner? I'll cool you down, baby. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Or I'm your heater. I'll heat you up, baby. Whatever, whatever's needed at the time. In the winter, you sing one. Oh, that. How about this, Tup? It's kind of like a reversible jacket. A song that's good for one thing in the winter, and then good. You change it for the summer. Okay, so I'm uh, I'm your climate control. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll be cold in the winter and hot in the summer for you, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> baby. Yeah, just a lot of babies in there. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm your laundry detergent. Right, I'll, I'll keep those clothes clothing clean while the while our love clothes, manifests. <laughs> um, yeah, your washer and dryer. I'll wash all your clothes. Uh, that, that that's probably a part of the detergent song, actually. That's but like I the think you run verse. back into the same power dynamic problem for all these. It's got to be like I'm, uh, you know, I'm your laundry detergent, baby. I'll I'll buy you some laundry detergent. <laughs> <laughs> so you can do your laundry yourself yeah right. i could just help you but i'd rather you learn yeah yeah and i don't want to again just be stuck in the relationship where you view me as you know just this thing to do all your laundry to get all your laundry done i i want a little bit of power in the in the relationship right right i want it to it's not about power necessarily i'm just saying i want it to be a uh, partnership sure but I'd be happy to do you a favor, and I think I did that when I bought you the detergent. In the first <laughs> <place>. <laughs> right, and that says like, I think yeah, I spent dropped a few bucks on you, baby. That covers that too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I'm your That's TV, baby. You can watch me all night long, you know, and I'll I'll mostly be the debates and everything, but I'm still something better to watch because there's not a lot going on out there, so you got to watch something. Yep, I'm your TV, baby. I'll. Uh, I'll buy you a TV. The dishes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could just let you watch me, but I'll go, <laughs> I'll go buy you a slightly worse TV than I already am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few out there. Um, I, I want to say there's like a song about being somebody's sweater, but I, I don't think the sweater song is that, right? If you That's, want to destroy uh, my sweater, yeah, you'd, it would hurt because I am the sweater is the twist at the end, I think. Okay. So in the in the sweater song, it's hold this thread as I walk away. If you want to destroy my sweater, hold this thread as I walk away. Sweater metaphor for the soul, for the heart. But then it's watch me unravel. Right. Uh, but I think it's still maybe the sweater. I, is he, I'm trying to figure out if he's the sweater. Oh, he's I don't pro- think he is. He's blurring lines between him and the sweater. I think it's uh, a classic personification of an inanimate object. It's an allegory. Yes, it's an allegory for the life of Jesus Christ. Right. Right. Hmm. Which so I do the believe... the sweater is probably 
is Pontius, Pontius Pilate. Pilate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah this, the sweater is either Pontius Pilate or Caesar Augustus. <laughs> right. Those are some good Because the sweater is kind of like a, like some of those sweaters are ponchos, which is basically, yeah, Poncho Pilate. Oh, um, yes, Poncho Villa, Pontius Pilate's brother. <laughs> Pontius Pilate's gay brother, yeah. <laughs> Jovia. <laughs> yeah. Was he a uh, a friend from literature or was he a real guy? Pancho Villa? Yeah. I can't place him. Um I'm not sure. It's not uh he's not Don Quixote's boy, right? Oh, I don't know. He might be Don Quixote's sick sick boy. Um, no, I don't think so. I think Pancho Villa sounds like a what like an old Western guy who existed like uh John Wayne's nemesis. Yeah. yeah John yeah. Wayne or, fought um, Pancho Villa, maybe. Yes, exactly. That could be the case, yeah. <laughs> Pancho's a great yeah. name. I think that could... I If that isn't back, that'll be back in the next two years. Pancho? Yeah, Pancho. George Pancho. Yeah, Pancho um, Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Ponch, the Ponch Man. Ponzi scheme Johnson. Ponce de Leon. Ponce de Leon might be back too as a as a baby name. The yeah. Fountain of Youth boys. Ponce, is Ponce de Leon? Is that going to be a um? Is that all one first name? Can we just get that as Ponce de Leon Johnson? I think so. Ponce de Leon Johnson. No, I'd say. You know what? Damn my my, my theory about that everything's done. Not it's not my theory. Everything's been done. I, I, what do you think? 10 to 15 Ponce de Leon's first names in the United States? I think uh, I think there's probably three. There's three, three Ponce, Ponce de, Leon. de Leon. Yeah, I think so. Ponce de Leon, and they're all last name Johnson? I would I guess they're all Johnsons, although yeah. unrelated. Three, three, <laughs> Ponce de, three unrelated Ponce de Leon Johnsons. It's what we're famous. 